From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, COVID-19 testing will be mandatory for those entering from China. Electricity prices will rise by 9.5% for the first quarter of next year. And former President Im Myung-bak has returned home after being granted a special pardon. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The government has decided to tighten quarantine measures for people entering the country from China in light of an unprecedented wave of infections following a drastic easing of rules there. Chairing a government meeting on COVID-19 responses on Friday, Prime Minister Han Duxu said it is imperative to prepare for the possible ramifications that China's relaxed quarantine rules could have on South Korea. Han said COVID-19 testing will be mandatory for those entering the nation from China through the end of February, and boarding on South Korea-bound planes will be restricted to travelers with a negative PCR test result within 48 hours or 24 hours for a rapid antigen test. He added that travelers entering from China will be obligated to undergo PCR tests within one day of arrival. Health authorities have said they will take into account the impact of the latest COVID-19 resurgence in China when determining the time frame for lifting the indoor mask mandate. Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency Commissioner Ji Young-mi said on Friday that the decision will depend on four key indicators, such as the number of daily infections, critical cases and deaths, as well as the healthcare capacity and high-risk immunity rate. Mentioning the entry of new variants and the situation overseas as concerns, she added that authorities plan to analyze the impact of the latest uptick in China before finalizing the mandate-lifting schedule. The government has decided to raise electricity prices by 9.5% while freezing residential gas costs for the first quarter of next year. Trade Minister Yi Changyang revealed the hike on Friday, saying that an adjustment in electricity fees was inevitable in order to normalize the debt-ridden Korea Electric Power Corporation and the Korea Gas Corporation, as well as to guarantee the continued supply of energy. With the hike, the average household of four will see its monthly electricity bill increase by 4,022 won, or about $3.19. Meanwhile, The government decided to keep residential gas fees unchanged for the first quarter after taking into account a rise in heating and electricity costs in the winter. Consumer prices rose 5.1% this year, the most in 24 years. According to Statistics Korea on Friday, the country's consumer price index stood at 107.71 in 2022, rising 5.1% from a year earlier to post the largest gain since 1998 when it reached 7.5%. Consumer prices grew 3.6% in January and continued rising to peak at 6.3% in July before retreating to the 5% range in August. The 5% on-year increase in December was the eighth consecutive month that consumer price growth came in at 5% or higher. You're now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea.
Former President Im Young-bak, who was granted a year-end presidential pardon canceling the remainder of his 17-year prison term on corruption charges earlier in the week, apologized for causing public concern. In front of his residence in southern Seoul after being discharged from the hospital on Friday, he also thanked his supporters, including the younger generation. He had earlier been granted a stay of execution on his sentence for health reasons. The former president expressed consolation toward the South Korean people and businesses who endured difficulties stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic over the past three years. He then called for national unity to overcome the global economic crisis and become a place where the working class find jobs and social welfare is enhanced through economic prosperity based on liberal democracy. He said he will do his part by praying for the nation's prosperity. President Yoon Suk-yeol has expressed regret over the agreement by the rival parties to slash the corporate tax rate by just one percentage point and ordered related agencies to come up with additional tax benefits for the semiconductor industry. Deputy Presidential Spokesperson Lee Jae-myung said the president issued such an order as a revision to the tax law lowering the corporate tax rate from 25% to 24% will be passed at an extraordinary cabinet meeting on Friday. Yoon said the latest reduction in the corporate tax rate failed to reflect efforts to boost South Korean businesses' global competitiveness and expand investments, expressing regret that a motion providing more tax benefits to semiconductor companies failed to be discussed in earnest. He then ordered the finance ministry to devise ways with related agencies to expand tax support for the semiconductor industry as it produces strategic technologies such as computer chips, which are a key asset for the nation's security and a core technology of South Korean industry. The government has sought to lower the corporate tax rate by three percentage points to 22% in a bid to revive the economy, but faced strong protest from the opposition camp, which claimed the rate would only benefit the ultra-rich. Transport Minister Won Hee-ryong ordered an inspection of 55 state-managed noise barrier tunnels and others run by local governments following Thursday's tunnel fire in Gwacheon, Gyeonggi Province that killed five people and injured dozens of others. At a meeting with officials on Friday, Won said planned or ongoing tunnel construction projects will be halted to replace flammable materials and to change building methods. The ministry will also seek to rebuild tunnels that have already been completed if possible. The minister, who earlier visited the site of the fire along the 2nd Gyeongin Expressway, said experts had recommended in 2016 that the cost-effective acrylic material often used as a sound absorber be replaced due to fire concerns. Noting that there had been similar fires in 2020 and in 2021 without casualties, he said his ministry had ordered a study into the matter after the Board of Audit and Inspection raised related concerns late last year. One said that as the minister in charge, he felt strongly responsible for the government's lax response, stressing that people's lives and safety should be the utmost priority. The U.S. Treasury Department has released new guidelines on the Inflation Reduction Act stipulating that electric vehicles leased by consumers can qualify for commercial clean vehicle tax credits even if the cars were assembled outside North America. According to the guidelines released on Thursday, New electric vehicles purchased for commercial use, such as leasing, are eligible for the tax credit as long as they are produced by a qualified manufacturer and are not purchased for resale purposes. The move offers an avenue for South Korean-made EVs to effectively bypass the final assembly requirement of the IRA and qualify for the tax credit, amounting to a win for South Korea after seeking approval to use the commercial EV tax credit. However, 
EVs may not qualify for the tax credit if they are leased for a period equivalent to 80 to 90% of the vehicle's life, or the contract includes an option to purchase the vehicle at a discount at the end of the lease. North Korea is seeking to set the direction of its policies for the new year during the sixth and large plenary meeting of the eighth Central Committee of the Ruling Workers' Party for a fourth day on Friday. The state run Korea Central News Agency said on Friday that efforts are underway to draft written decisions that will outline the North's key agenda items for next year. The report said sincere discussions are being held to devise a 2023 struggle plan in a scientific, progressive, and realistic manner. The North is expected to reveal the results of the plenary session on the last day of the meeting. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy, signing off. KBS World Radio.